Thank you all for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. On today's episode, oh my goodness gracious, we've got a lot to talk about after, well, some technical difficulties yesterday, but yeah... Michigan State Spartans rolling on the basketball court after beating Northwestern. And eh, unfortunately, we got to bid farewell to some MSU football players. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good lunch break, good... I walking the dog moment. Good good whenever on earth you are listening to this podcast. This is the Locked on Spartans podcast as I hopefully, uh, you know, you know by now. That'd be nice if you knew what podcast you're listening to. I'm your host, Matt Sheehan, and Happy New Year. Hope uh, your New Year is off to a roaring start, uh, better than the one this year podcast is off to as we had some minor difficulties yesterday and that's why, well, we didn't have a show for you uh, after the awesome Michigan State basketball win against Northwestern, but hey, we're rocking, we're rolling, and we are ready to get into the new year just a day late, so thanks for bearing with me here, and thank you for rejoining this podcast, uh, Locked on Spartans, your team every day here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Got a lot to talk about today, basketball, football, no doubt about it, because well, that's just life in Spartan country, baby. There's always something to talk about on the hardwood, there's always something to talk about on the football field. More times than not these days, it's all good in the hood for the most part. Uh, except for football, sadly, in the, the the shadows of an awesome New Year's Six Bowl. It's, it's time to start saying goodbye to players. But before we get to that, before we start talking about this basketball game that happened not too long ago, I need to ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And if you ever have any questions, hit me up, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. Fellas, ladies... That basketball game was delightful. Delightful. Uh, and it's, it kind of seems like a game that, I don't know, we've seen a hundred times against Northwestern, does it not? Like, their veteran players that seemingly have been there for 95 years uh, have a solid game. MSU trails at halftime. It's just kind of like a weird energy in their arena. But MSU comes out on top. It was uh, the, the opposite of what happened the last time Michigan State took on the Wildcats to Avoid the Spartans' first back-to-back loss to Northwestern since, like, what, the 40s they were saying in the broadcast, which seems crazy, but yeah, okay, that checks out, seems right. I think it's pretty clear by now that both teams are on two different levels of the hierarchy, no matter how good of a job uh, Chris Collins is doing down in Evanston. So it's nice to have things back to the way they should be in Michigan State with this matchup. With that said, it, it, it's elephant in the room time, and this isn't really a Michigan State problem. It's not a Northwestern problem. Um, it's just, whoa, boy, howdy. Oh, my. What, whoa. Whoa, that was one. This isn't a hot take because you've already read about it. You've seen it all over the place if you're on message boards or Twitter or Facebook or just talk to anyone with uh, at least one functioning eye that watched the game. That was brutal uh, from an officiating standpoint, so... I think it was, what, 36 fouls were called in the second half alone. Uh, Northwestern, they shoot 30 free throws. And, hey, Michigan State also benefited from some choppy officiating because they shot 33 free throws as well. But I bring that up not 
you know, just to rip on officiating or make this a whole anti-officiating podcast, but it was a weird, weird vibe to the game, right? I mean, you go to Evanston, and despite the fact you're a top 10 team, you're playing in front of a gym that looked on TV and from all the beat writers there that tweeted about it, 50% full at, like, at best. And, you know, a good amount of those were state fans. So shout out to all of the uh, Chicagoland Spartans that made the trip over for the game. But still, what a strange library-esque atmosphere. And then you add in the fact that you, you can't go 12 seconds without hearing a whistle. Just on the weirdest ticky-tack. Hand checks, body bumps, whatever you want to call it. it just a really... Odd game, weird energy, but Michigan State still gets that win on the road. And you know this by now if you've listened to this podcast before, but this is, we do not, we do not ever apologize for road conference victories. Mm-mm, not on this podcast. And listen, I'm not saying Northwestern's a bad team. Like that, that is a fine team. They're ranked just outside the, uh, the top 50 for the net. And they came into the game 8 and 2. Now, were they, you know, beaten up on world beaters? No, not necessarily. But they did have a nice win against Maryland earlier this year. Um, Georgia, okay, they're terrible, but it's a name that you recognize. They beat them. And with losses against good teams, too. Like, you know, the overtime loss against Wake Forest. Uh, they also lost a very close one to Providence. So, once again, I, it happens every other year for Northwestern. They're down one year. But I think this year they're spicy. You know, I'm not going to say that you should go out and put a future bet on them to make the Final Four, but they're a team that's going to surprise some people in Big Ten play this year. And, well, Michigan State could have very well have been one of those teams because, and I'll say it again, weird vibe going on in Welsh Ryan Arena. But the thesis of this all is to say that, and it's a recurring theme throughout the year, Gabe Brown is the energizer bunny of this team. Because before Michigan State took the trip down to Evanston, another very strange game happened in Breslin Center where they're facing the High Point Panthers. Student section isn't there. You're getting fans that are expecting a 90-point blowout win. And it's kind of close the entire game. It's a mixture of, well, okay, low energy uh, in, in the crowd because the Izone isn't there. And also, crowd, when it's a one-possession game with less than 10 minutes left against High Point, Probably sitting on their hands, really nervous about what's happening. But, hey, back-to-back games where you needed to find energy somewhere on this team because the crowd wasn't going to give it to you, the atmosphere wasn't going to give it to you, or the pace of play wasn't going to give it to you. Gabe Brown answers the call both times. And that's just who he is this season. This is something we've talked about way early on in the year, but I, I, I think this is Gabe Brown's team. Not to say that I think he's the best player, or most important player. I know I'm really splitting hairs here with my verbiage that I'm using, but I think it's his team because his leadership that he brings. And it's not like the silent leadership that we saw last year's team, for example. Um, when he's fired up, when he wants to get his team fired up, he lets everyone know about it. And, well, it also helps when he takes matters into his own hand, too. Splashing in those threes against High Point late in the game. Splashing in those threes, well, against Northwestern not too long ago. And also those free throws, which... Going to take a sidestep here. I can't think of a more buttery stroke from the free throw line from a guy wearing a Spartan uniform than Gabe Brown. When he steps to the line, knock on wood, it is the purest swoosh you will ever see uh, when he steps up to the stripe. Anyway, Gabe Brown took matters into his own hands late in the game. And that's not to say he was the only guy that did well. 
Marcus Bingham, once again, awesome. Uh, it's just, you know, casual 13.9 rebound outing. But was he the only one with nine rebounds? Mm-mm, not so fast. Can I do you a Joey Hauser with a one rebound away from a double-double with 10 points and nine rebounds? A solid game from him. Max Christie, solid game for him, 11 points, two assists. Um, so yeah, solid game overall. Was it a perfect game for Michigan State? No, not not at all. But that it's tough to get perfect when the game's being called like that, when the conditions in the arena are just that off or wonky. But it's really, really, really satisfying to know that you can get a conference win on the road, even when you're playing your... We'll call it a B minus game. I feel like that's that's fair. You know, it, it wasn't bad necessarily. It was maybe just a tick above average. So nice win for Michigan State there, as they're one of three teams now in the conference to be sitting pretty without a loss. As Ohio State is also three and zero in conference play, and Illinois also has started two and zero in conference play. Uh, everyone else and their mother is one and one. Uh, we will be talking, of course, more about the upcoming game on Wednesday in tomorrow's show against Nebraska in front of a Izone alumni crowd. How fun is that? Uh, and we're going to keep talking basketball in the next segment as well before getting to football to cap things off. But first, that's right, I need to talk to you fine folks about, oh, we got a new one. It's Get Upside. Hey, Spartan fans. Yeah, that's me. It's it's Matt. How you doing? Uh and I got an incredible app for you guys. Uh, everyone who buys gas needs to know about GetUpside. All one word, GetUpside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Well, how on earth is that being done? Well, it's easy. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE to get $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get $0.50 cents off per gallon cashback on your first tank. One more time, that's code SCORE. Also, we ain't done yet, baby, that's right, because i got to talk to you fine folks about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs that coming in hot. That's right, one more week. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this winter, so head to the new updated website, use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive that bonus. From basketball to football to NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers coming in hot for the 2022 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing new offers available. It's betonline.ag where the game starts. Also, before getting into the next segment here, still talking about Spartan Hoops, I just need to thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network. Now, 
more basketball because that's just what you talk about. When your team is undefeated, riding a seven-game win streak in the month of January. First and foremost, we are going to be talking about a gentleman that uh, has been talked about on the podcast many a time. He's been talked about on Twitter. He's probably he's talked about any circle of Michigan State fan that you run because, uh, and it's not necessarily for a good reason, but yeah, he uh, has had quite the season so far. That's Joey Hauser. You know who we're talking about. But we're gonna we're gonna mix it up. And hey, hand up, guilty as charged right here. Me, hi. Uh, was very concerned about Joey Hauser to start the year. Things were not looking good at all. He was on the struggle bus, needless to say. Things uh, just looked wonky overall. But now it's time to have a dialogue. And, okay, before I go any further, no, I'm not saying he's back. He's the MVP of this team, but he is an adequate player, like, very recently. And he's been a solid, solid contributor to this team the last five to seven games, any way you want to slice it. And I, I know we had high expectations for Joey Hauser. He came from Marquette with a lot of expectations, no doubt about that. But right now, you absolutely positively take where he has been the last five to seven games. No question about it. Things were terrible to start the year. We'll, we'll just put it bluntly. Things were not good to end last year. He had shooting struggles. He looked about one or two steps behind, whether it be in offensive sets, with the ball in his hand, or on defense. But now, slowly but surely, he is climbing his way back. And that's the perfect path, because this just, you don't just all of a sudden snap out of it overnight. Joey's been doing awesome. And I'm going to point out a tweet from a listener, uh, Anthony Garvert, right here. Uh, he points out Joey Hauser's last five games. 9.8 points. 7 rebounds, 2.8 assists, just 1 turnover, 47% shooting from 3-point land, and 92.8% shooting from free throws. Thank you, Anthony, for digging up those stats. I appreciate that. But yeah, that's that's great. You know what? And that's great compared to where he was, again, to end last season, heading into this season where things, when they were in the Bahamian Island, but Bahamian? 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 When they were in the sunny islands, uh, things weren't looking too good. The most encouraging stat that I see right here, and a lot of people look at the rebounds. The rebounds are fantastic. I mean, got nine rebounds against Northwestern, 11 against High Point, uh, grabbing seven on the road against Minnesota not too long ago when, hey, he was definitely a contributor after he got smoked in the head very early on in the game. And you're thinking, oh, my God, here he goes again, but... I got Ever since he took that headshot very early on in the game against Minnesota, well comical, he's been... Write that play down as the turning point for Joey Hauser because the stat that impresses me the most, I got to go back to that turnover stat. Because early on in the season, whenever he had the ball in his hands, uh-oh, it did not look good. And then he started the year, the first nine games, he had three games. That's right, a third of the games, he had three turnovers. Now you go back to the last six games right here. He has one game with two turnovers. He has four with one turnover and then one with zero. You take that all day, every day. He is looking more comfortable with the ball in his hands. Getting it out a little earlier. Not dribbling as much. And when he's dribbling, he's not waltzing right into a tower of three guards looking to pick his pocket and run the other way with the ball. No. So to have 
Five games where he has one or less turnovers. Just an awesome flip of the page for our guy Joey Hauser here. No doubt about that. And also two little tidbits to take away from the Northwestern game as well is I'm starting to have that hunch that, and fair or not because he is a freshman, but Jaden Akins, very important X factor to this team. And the X factor term in lazy sport cliche talking head buzzwords is widely debated of what that means, but the way I use it is that listen, he's not the MVP of this team, he's not the best player, but he's that sneaky guy that, all right, well, when he's clicking, that brings the team to another level, and then when he's not, okay, well, it's not great, but it's also not the end of the world, you know, like, he didn't play great against Northwestern, team still got to win. But you look at the games where he did play great at, you know, the Louisville game, for example. Ten points, uh, just fantastic shooting, uh, hit both his threes back in that game. Team looked amazing when he was on. Uh, even Baylor, first half, and I know that game went completely off the rails and sideways in the second half, but when he was cooking early on, and well, okay. But this team looks different when you can have a guy off your bench like that. That's giving you solid, solid minutes at the two positions. So I think he's the X factor of this team here, and you can, I, there's a lot of candidates, no doubt about it. Hell, how about the guy just talked about, Joey Hauser? He could definitely be squarely, squarely in that X factor category. But Jaden Akins, what an what a exciting player for sure, and uh, he's going to bring us on a lot of ups and a lot of downs. Go figure. He's a true freshman, so... That's another takeaway I had from the Northwestern game as well. And last but not least, and we're going to save the most nitpicky for the last, but no doubt about it, like, point guard play wasn't stellar by any means. Tyson Walker, zero points. Uh, With that said, still had a fair share of assists. Look at him, okay, four assists, just one turnover, which is solid. It got a little dicey with A.J. Hogard, no doubt. Okay, three assists, that's cool, but also three turnovers, However, you know, nine points, five for five free throw shooting. So it's a lot of people kind of getting, oh, no, point guards didn't look good. Do we need to start worrying about it? Like, And I know that's a super minority, but it's hard to look at those comments and then think what happened last year and how bad point guard play was last year. Like, compared to that, like, no. Like, what happened against Northwestern was probably – one of the better collective point guard games than you would have gotten at any game last year. So, no, I'm feeling pretty good about the point guard position. And I think, now call me crazy, that Tyson Walker has shown enough in the last few weeks that this will merely be a blip on the radar. I don't think he'll go over 5 shooting every single time he's out there. I don't think he'll uh, keep clunking three-pointers. No, I'm not worried about it at all. So, uh, it goes without saying, again, I think it's a vocal minority that's expressing concern about the point guard position, but don't count me down as one of those people yet until we see uh, four of those games in the next six-game stretch here coming up for Michigan State. Then, okay, my, my alarm bells will be sounding, but no, no don't, don't put me in that camp yet. Uh, well, actually, we're going to put everyone in the football camp here coming up because, sadly, we got to say goodbye to Jalen Naylor. Kind of say goodbye to other players as well, but first, I need to talk to you fine folks about NetSuite. That's right, this is it. The putt to win the tournament, if you sink it, the championship is yours, but on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. 
Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility, control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. And with NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of survey businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the, net, for the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Head to netsuite.com locked on and netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for the special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. It's the end of an era, and I don't know how other fan bases view Jalen Naylor as far as his longevity, but you know we always joked about how Aaron Kraft seemed like he was in college forever. I could see other fan bases wondering how Jalen Naylor got away with seemingly 17 years of college eligibility. But yes, he announced that he is going off to the NFL draft after a, a solid season. Of course, he had that month, a little over a month, without play because of his injury. But started in, in, in the Peach Bowl, had a great game there. Um, kind of tough to be the star receiver, I guess I, I should say, when you're competing against Jaden Reed. But listen, Naylor, uh, Speedy Naylor, aptly named, is off to the NFL draft. I'm assuming day three guy. But again, what are you expecting him to do next year that's even going to raise his stock? I think he is who he is now at this point, And that's not a bad thing whatsoever. If you can go in any of the top seven rounds of the NFL draft, Good on you. Get out of here. Go off to greener pastures, especially when he has been at East Lansing for as long as he has. Four years, that's solid. And hey, when it's time to go, it's time to go. I, Yeah, I just don't know what he does next year to improve any more stock. So, going to miss him, no doubt about that. I, hey, listen, I'm not going to make this into a, oh, we're not going to miss him thing. Don't don't get those words twisted whatsoever. But Michigan State's still very exciting in that room, in the wide receiver room, no doubt about it. Montori Foster, I like the flashes he showed this year. Wasn't a ton, but he did get some run when Mailer was out for an injury. Keon Coleman, I think it's safe to say that that's a guy that you could be a little excited about. And... Course. Well, Jaden Reed hasn't said anything yet. Uh, he, I'd imagine, is going to announce in the next week or so. And I, that's another tough situation, too, with him because could he benefit one more year of college to improve his draft stock? I personally don't know, but also, well, NIL is out there, too. You can get some good money that way if he comes back to be the man for Michigan State this year. And make no mistake, he would be coming back as the man with his little-known fact. Former high school teammate Peyton Thorne. I I think it'd be a 1A, 1B situation with probably Reed getting a a smaller slice uh, of percentage above Thorne there to edge him out for the who the face of the program is going to be next year. So, no, I'm not overly concerned uh, with the the departure of Naylor, but no doubt about it, we'll miss him. And got what a moment too. 
against Rutgers. Anything he did there, all the 48 touchdowns that he had in the first half or the dap with Kenneth Walker running into the end zone. So, safe to say, hey, here's a hot take. Hey, I'm rooting for him. Good luck, Naylor. And also, another two gentle, another pair of gentlemen, I should say, that uh, bid farewell to Michigan State, Kevin Jarvis and Drew Beasley. Of course, Kevin Jarvis, he's been here forever as well. Uh, way back, I, he, this is his fifth year on campus. So he's off to the NFL, didn't play in the Peach Bowl, and was, of course, one of those staple linemen. Not just this year, but the last few years too. Okay, Michigan State, your, your tackles get hurt. Well, who are you going to plug in? Kevin, step on over. You're our best offensive lineman. Uh, I know this isn't your natural position, but step on over, play some tackle for us. He was, uh, I, I thought, a, a great Great offensive lineman here. Uh, Four-star kid, came in, uh, of course, the tail end of the D'Antonio era, and was a contributor very, very early on, and was just solid. Solid for Michigan State whenever they needed someone to step in in any role that they asked of him, which was pretty much all five roles uh, on the offensive line almost, and just got it done. Um, It's not going to be the only offensive lineman that that departs, by the way. It's going to be a very... Interesting offseason coming up for uh, Coach Kapilovic, the offensive line coach. But, and this was pointed out by, uh, I believe it was Justin Thind of 24-7 Sports, but Coach Kapilovic was trying to get, or poached, poached in the making? I'll put it this way. Lincoln Riley was trying to poach him down to join him at USC. And what a golden opportunity to go down there. New, exciting coaching staff. Uh, Of course, a great recruiting hotbed. He's from that area. And he's going to be re- replacing a lot, a lot of talent on this Michigan State offensive line, Kevin Jarvis being one of them. There's a lot of older players that will be leaving, that are going to be leaving a lot of reps behind. What a better time to get out of Dodge if you're a coach than that. Well, Coach Kapilvik is staying, which speaks to a, a lot, but more so above all of it. What he thinks of Mel Tucker probably and what he thinks the direction of this program is going to be. So another big year, of course, with the offensive line coming up. It's always a conversation with any program, but especially the Michigan State program, when Coach Kapilovic inherited an offensive line that was maybe a little underwhelming, but was solid this year. We could thank Kevin Jarvis for that, of course. And last but not least, Drew Beasley. Off, uh, off to He was a little uh, vague with, with his wording of uh, what he's leaving to, but it's just the next chapter of life. I, I, maybe not the NFL, maybe won't even try that, but it, he's just done with football. And what an awesome, awesome career for a guy who's a former walk-on. The list goes on and on of former walk-ons that did well at Michigan State, but Drew Beasley absolutely has to be up there. And him fighting back from injury, too, to make it to that Michigan game. Uh, yeah, okay, here, here's some more cliches. Just the, the guts and the grits that that took as well. Because he goes out early in the season. And uh, I'm going to go Mr. Insider here, but the, the people I talked to said he I would not count on him being back until maybe the Ohio State game, probably the Penn State game. Okay, how about almost a month earlier? Uh, he fought his way back to get on the field to face the Michigan Wolverines, which I think ended okay. I, uh, memory's a little fuzzy. I forgot how that game ended. I turned the, actually the TV off when Michigan State was down 16 points uh, that day. So, but, uh, yeah, if you guys can fill me in on what happened, uh, again, email me, lockdownspartans at gmail.com. So, 
we got a lot more too uh, of guys that are in the situation, like Jarvis, for example, who you know have been in college for a while, but with COVID and whatever eligibility is these days, have a lot of decisions to make, like Matt Allen. Matt Coglin, although Matt Coglin was on the Mel Tucker radio show uh, two, three weeks ago, he, he's out of here. He, he's he's gone. Quarterback Anthony Russo, very fascinating situation with him. Does he transfer somewhere else? Does he stay for another year? Who knows? You also got defensive end Drew Jordan, offensive lineman AJ Arcuri, and Luke Campbell as well, and defensive end Jacob Panashuk, uh, too. So the, very interesting. Decisions to make here for these guys. A lot of them that I just named off, probably not NFL guys, but also have been here for a long time. And when do you move on from college and start the next chapter of your life? Who, who's to say? Well, they're to say. And when they do announce their decisions, we will be here on the Locked On Spartans podcast to fill you in on everything. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for making Locked On Spartans your first listen. Uh, on tomorrow's episode, take some mailbag questions, but first and foremost, Hey, another basketball game to talk about. It is Michigan State versus Nebraska ball at Breslin Center. We will chop it up about that game to kick off the show. But, yeah, any mailbag questions, hit me up. LockdownSpartans at gmail.com is the place to find me. Thanks again, guys, for uh, making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day. Now go make Lockdown Bets your second listen. That's right, Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Hosted by Your Roy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's locked on bets and it's free and available on all platforms. All right, guys. Hey, let's have a great new year. Let's go. Love you all. Go green.